Thursday. Welcome to the Melanated Way. I'm Linda Antwi. Um, earlier time, because I'm trying to catch up. I'm behind on some shows. So we want to cover the family Chantel, uh, episode 10 on my best behavior. Uh, let's do housekeeping real quick. Uh, shout out wherever you're watching. Michelle, hey girl, hey. Can we... So Michelle uh, is... Um, helps me run my Facebook account or Facebook fan page. And what's so interesting, you guys, and I, I have to say it because her and I have to deal with this on a regular basis. On Facebook, we get at least, I don't know, 10 requests. I want to say a week, but it feels like a day asking, how do we cast? How can I get on the show? How can you set me up with my soulmate, uh, I want to date somebody, I'm from such and such, and I want to meet, and I want to be on the show, and I want to be on the show. Okay, and we have to continue to tell them, hey, we don't cast the show. Um, it's just an entertainment page. And guess what? They don't care. It's like you have to tell them 10 times in one message. And what's crazy is that Facebook also messages and says, hey, by the way, don't leave Tom hanging. Tom has a question. Yeah, Tom has the same question that we keep telling him. We don't do that. Go to the TLC.com page. Go to any of the cat. There are a ton of casting producers on Instagram that cast all the time. Like right now they're casting for the next season of Before the 90 Days. And they're looking for couples that are abroad. But they just don't listen, you guys. They just don't listen. Put me on the show! Put me on the show! Put me on the... Oh, my God. Sometimes I'll be lying on my couch just minding my own business and it pops up on my phone. Put me on the show! Okay. That being said, uh, shout out to all of you guys in the live chat. And shout out especially to my Patreon subscribers. Without you guys, uh, these shows would not be possible. Uh, and you guys know that we have a, a ton of great interviews coming out. And I'm excited for that. Uh, speaking of interviews, we interviewed Jojo uh, Sissy, a.k.a. Sissy, uh, who is Angela's ex-best friend now. Uh, that premiere is going to be on YouTube tomorrow at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, we've all seen it on Patreon already, uh, but feel free to watch it again, again, my Patreon subscribers. It's very insightful. Jojo is very... Um, She's a class act, you guys, and there's always another side to the story. So uh, you guys got to hear what she has to say and why she's no longer friends with Angela. And what else do I want to say? That's it. Let's talk about the family Chantel and my best behavior. All I can say is that I'm so sad for Pedro. I think that I just feel bad for I feel bad for him. I feel I feel like his mom is just not being nice to him. And she can't get past her pride. And what's the saying, you guys? You know I'm bad with sayings. But, like, before the doubt, before pride comes the downfall, the downfall and the pride, you know what I'm trying to say, that saying, that part. So, um, Mama Karen, Winter, Chantel have arrived in the Dominican Republic. And they're all checking into their, their hotel suites. Mama Karen is hilarious, you guys. Mama Karen the first thing I noticed before she said was all these hats. She had like a hundred hats in her hand. She's like carrying these hats. Um, and she named them. She's like, this is my badass booyah. And this is like, don't be shy. If you want a hat, here's the don't be shy hat. I'm like, oh, okay. 
And so she's like, I have a hat for every occasion, for dinner, for lunch, for brunch, for daytime, for nighttime, for the beach, for the streets. I have a hat for it all. And I was like, yes, you do. They may not match, but you have a hat for it. I'm here for it. So Winter is feeling a little bit better from her breakup with job. And she says she's ready to mingle and experience life, but she hasn't done it. And I thought about that because she's, correct me if I'm wrong, she's the younger sister, right? So I know uh, River's the youngest, but she's like the youngest sister. So I guess she's like in, in between. But if she spent seven years with Jaw, she was in her late teens, early 20s. No, she was in her late teens when she met him. And uh, so, yeah, she probably doesn't have a lot of experience with men. And being in such a long relationship for a long time, you know, it's hard to get put yourself back out there. It's hard to like, who, how do, who, how, what? Things have changed back in my day. We, you know what I mean? So I totally get what she was saying, that she doesn't even know how to, to get started and how to mingle. But guess what? Mama Karen and her, her Spanglish. I love it. I love every time she speaks Spanglish. I'm just like, what are you saying? She's like, all you have to do is go to the bar and say to the uh <laughs> the bartender <laughs> and again you guys this is what kills me when she does this por favor donde esta la baño just like that the head movement and this what karen mama karen you are already speaking spanish why are you speaking spanish slowly why why though Por favor, donde esta la baño? Okay. I have Karen down packed because I love her. So uh, she's trying to give winter tips. But meanwhile, Karen, you haven't dated in a bazillion years. You and Thomas have been married for 30 plus years. So stop playing. Uh, but she calls her husband. She misses Thomas. We find out that, you know, she hasn't been away from him their whole time together this whole time like this is the furthest they've ever been away from each other the longest they've ever been away from each other and she's already missing him um so she calls him and they talk and we see that you know papa papa thomas is working out inspired me i need to start working out again i'm running out of excuses you guys by the way i'm running out of excuses this pandemic's not going anywhere so not only is it not going anywhere, the world's not ending. So therefore, I can't just, you know, sit on my fat behind. I got to go back to the gym. Um, so Thomas was inspiring me. And uh, so she calls him and he misses her. He He's put up her picture while he's working out, which I thought was hilarious. And <laughs> just that no other pictures in the room. Just that one little picture to the side. And it's Mama Karen's face. I love it. <laughs> this whole family is hilarious to me. I just love, I love them all. I just think this season is fantastic. Uh, so they're like, you know, catching up and going back and forth. And of course, she has left him with the honey to-do list. And that way he will continue to keep himself busy. And then he won't miss her as much. And we find out that maybe Father Thomas can't cook because... 
Mama Karen says, you know, she's expecting to come home to a clean house, but she won't be surprised if it's just pizza boxes stacked up. Meaning to me, I think that he probably doesn't know how to cook. So that should be a whole interesting thing. So they're on this self-imposed girls trip and uh, <laughs> they're sitting and they're having mimosas. So it's winter and Mama Karen waiting for Chantel to arrive. Did you guys notice that too, by the way, that like y'all are all in the same hotel. Why are you sitting and already you've already ordered your mimosas and we have to wait for Chantel to arrive. Anyways, uh, she arrives and Mama Karen's like, girls trip. Aye! Okay, slow down. And they're all happy that they're able to just kick back and actually enjoy the Dominican Republic because every other time that they've been there. <clears throat> um, oh, yay. Psychic Maria. Um, every other time they've been there, they fought. And they did that flashback with the fight with Lydia uh, and Nicole. And they're all cussing each other out. They're about to come to blows, that whole thing. Uh, and I laugh because you know what's interesting, you guys? This is what's interesting to me. The fact that Mama Karen, actually, just let's say the whole family Chantel, the whole family Chantel, season one, everyone hated them. And they hated them because they were saying, oh, you know, Pedro and Lydia and Nicole, they're using us. And they're, they have a plan to basically sell off Pedro to the first American high bidder so they can get the, to, uh, what did she say? harvest to harvest the american dollar all the things but guess what they weren't wrong look what we're finding out this season they were not wrong with their predictions and how they felt so you know when people say go with your gut instinct obviously that was their guest guest guts guts obviously that was their gut instinct uh and they weren't wrong so i find it all fascinating how it's coming full circle and we're finding out so much about lydia that it's like Everyone used to hate Mama Karen for saying what she really thought. But guess what? Mama Karen was right. She was right, y'all. Do you guys think she was right? Let me know in the live chat. Let me know in the comments below. But I'm I'm tending to see that she she was on the right, right side of things. So um, the girls are having their drinks. Chantel is going to meet up with Lydia and Pedro for lunch uh, just to be supportive. And Karen's like, listen, make sure that you mind your own business. And, you know, just support your husband. Just listen, because at the end of the day, none of this is really your business. And then Chantel's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to sit quiet. And I'm just going to be there to support Pedro. And I was like looking at her. I was like, you know what? You're you're not. You're saying that right now, but you're not about to sit, sit still and say nothing. And guess what? She didn't sit still and say nothing. She couldn't help herself. So she's about to leave. Um Mama Karen, because it's Mama Karen, she hands her this packet. And I'm like, what is this packet? And she, Karen says, you know what? Here is a spoonful of sugar because it helps the medicine go down. Go ahead and give that to Lydia. If Chantel is going to be on her best behavior, y'all, and not say anything, then guess what? She's not going to have to give that packet of sugar to Lydia because if that's not the right move, I don't know what is is. Because let me tell you, that would have been a shit storm. Can you imagine she shows up and says, hey, this is for my mom. It's a packet of sugar to help you let this medicine that you're about to hear go down. <laughs> I die. 
I died. I love Karen. I love Karen. Faith says, Karen was right about Pedro's mom and sister. Facts. And Patty, hey, Patty, hey, girl, hey. Patty says, Lydia divides everyone into dishwashers and non-dishwashers. The people with a trunk full of gifts get a free pass. Facts. So, Pedro's have, we now know that Pedro's having a hard time. He's, a, he's having a hard time with things. He's really trying to find himself and, and figure out who he is as a man and as a person. And so, he's hoping that with Chantel's support, he can one more time, try to talk to his mom, right? And just try to get some information from her. So <clears throat> he feels like his mom and Nicole think that there's nothing wrong with using people. And Chantel relays that message as well to her mom and to Winter. And it's like, you know what? That's rough. That's rough to deal with, you guys. It's rough, it's rough to deal with. And Lydia is not taking it seriously at all. At all. And it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. So <clears throat> then we go to Nicole and Karima. They're working out. We find out that both of them look fire, by the way. Again, inspiration for me to start working out. Uh, haven't yet, by the way. Um. But Karima is like asking about Alejandro. Are you still with Alejandro? Um, you know, you should have taken the opportunity to leave him because, you know, he's no good and he cheated on you and all the things. And meanwhile, she finds out that Nicole decided to give Alejandro a second chance. And Karima's kind of not impressed with it because she thinks that he's lying. He's lying about being fully divorced. And I say, show the receipts. He could say he's divorced, but have you seen divorce papers? He can go ahead and take his phone, go ahead and click on that phone, send me a screenshot real quick of all the pages so I can look for myself. Uh, but I don't think he's done that. She's just taking his word for it. And I don't know, you guys. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know if that's the real deal. Oh, <laughs> thanks, you guys. Thanks, Michelle, for the... Long walks. Yes, I like long walks. Michelle's telling me to just go for long walks. I need to go for long walks in the park, all the things. Um, <clears throat> so, Nicole also, in all of this, is blaming Pedro for everything. She thinks that the cause of all the stress in her life is because of Pedro, because Pedro's the one that is like looking for their dad and that's stressing her out. Pedro's the one that started the fight with Alejandro in New York, that's stressing her out. Pedro's the one that told Lydia about Alejandro cheating or like texting the other girl. So that's stressing her out. Um, and then finding out that Chantel is in town, that's stretching her out, stressing her out. She's like, you know, that bitch calls her a bitch two times, by the way. Um, and says that she doesn't want to see her, that she doesn't even understand why she's in the Dominican Republic right now because she's only ever talked ill about her and her family. So why now is she trying to support them? Which I think is wrong, you guys, because Pedro sends money back to them to support them all the time. And Pedro's money and Chantel's money, because they both work, are their, are their money because they're married. So 
they have supported you. She's actually doing you a favor and she doesn't have to. Now, in the in a lot of um countries, it's customary for the Westerner to send money back home. Everyone does it. And and so that part I understand. But for you to not be appreciative, that's the part that I understand. And I don't think Nicole realizes how much Pedro and Chantel actually support them from behind the scenes. You know what I mean? So, hey, Vanessa. Hey, girl. Hey. So, Nicole, at the end of the day, she's super stressed out. She's like, Chantel makes her tired. Pedro makes her tired. Her whole family just makes her tired. She's tired. She's sick and tired of them all, y'all. She's sick and tired of them. Um, and she feels, and this was a little dramatic, but maybe she feels this way, but she's like, they are all bringing her to a nervous breakdown. Well, let's talk about it a little bit. Okay. So I think for me personally, finding your dad is a good idea. I think that you, I think she's holding anger, resentment, and sadness in. Um, hey, Dustin. Hey. And she's not facing it. And Pedro is facing it. I think that the New York fight. You know, I think it was 50-50. I think Alejandro had a big part of it, and so did Pedro. I mean, Alejandro didn't have to give Pedro that gift of the the beard makeup liner thing. That was a really, you know, it was it was petty. It was petty as F. And then as far as telling Lydia about Alejandro cheating, well, I mean, I guess he couldn't have, but your mom was going to find out anyways because your mom is just as nosy as Mama Karen and all up in your business, just as much as Mama Karen is up in her kid's business. So she was going to find out anyways, right? And we're seeing that it's history repeating itself. We're seeing that that legacy of the family Lydia does the same thing over and over again. And here we have Nicole, who is in the same situation. And Pedro's the only one that's trying to say, hey, listen, it's kind of messed up. Our situation was messed up. I don't want you to go down the same path. And I think that that's why Pedro feels so strongly and passionate about let's go find this, our dad and get the full side of the story. Do you know what I mean? So I think Lydia, excuse me, I think Nicole has some things to think about before she's like blaming everyone else and not dealing with her issues. Because you know what? When you don't deal with your issues, guess what happens? They fester and they fester inside you. And you know, they come out in bad ways and to the wrong people and in, in your health and all the things you have to deal with them. They're not going anywhere. And the saying goes, everywhere you go, there you are. Do you see what I'm saying? Everywhere you go, there you are. So you can't leave yourself. So you don't have to deal with those issues anyway. So you might as well just go ahead and deal with them. I'm super proud of myself that I got that saying correct. <laughs> uh, and so... We'll see what happens with Nicole. Now, you guys, Chantel made another entrance. So when the Chantel went to meet Lydia and Pedro, that outfit, that red and white outfit, you guys, was bomb. Like, uh, that outfit was fire, fire, flowing in the air. It was the colors, the flower, all of it was gorgeous. Like, I love it. I don't know where she got it. I would love to have it. I, was lo- I would love to be able to wear it. But I love that outfit. And I just kept staring at it. So this part, you know, I might have less detail, detail because I was too busy looking at her outfit. <laughs> so um, they flash back to when 
Mama Karen confronted Lydia about that website. Remember the website, you guys? I had totally forgotten about that, where uh, Mama Karen was accusing Lydia of running this website for Dominican women, or excuse me, Dominican men to find American women. Remember that whole thing? And how... <clears throat> Um, they were all just looking for an American woman for Pedro to marry. And did you notice in this flashback, you guys, that Lydia never said, no, I didn't do that. That's not true. What she said was, "You, in law, in the law, legally, you have to have proof. And if you have no proof, then it's not true. Which is two separate things, y'all. Saying, hey, you know what? I never did that. Emphatically saying, no, that's not me is not what she said. She said, you have no proof. You can't prove it. So it makes it not true. That's mind blowing because she's not saying she didn't do it. She's just saying you didn't have proof that I did it. Okay. Okay. And then knowing what we know now about mother Lydia and how she feels about her relationships in general and the type of relationship that not only she had, but her grandmother had, and now and Nicole's getting into and her aunt had like, it's like in the family history. It's in the family history. It's quite, it's quite something. That's a, that's a crazy legacy to have, by the way. So anyways, again, my point being that Mama Karen was not wrong. She was not wrong. She was actually 100% right. Everything that she was saying back in season one and two is coming to light in season three here. And so they meet up with Lydia for lunch. Lydia says, oh, you know, you Bella, Bella, Chantel, you're Bella. You're looking like a queen. All the things to Chantel's face, but then to camera separately and apart. She's like, yeah, I don't know what to say about Chantel, uh, but I don't trust her. I don't trust her family. And, you know, it's painful, she says, in out of one ear. Is that the saying? Out of one ear. Out of, out of one side of her face, she's saying that it's painful to have a mother and a daughter-in-law that she doesn't have a relationship with. But just later in the episode, on the other side of her face, she's saying, Chantel shouldn't ask me anything. It's not her business. And I she has nothing to do with me. So what is it? What is it, Mother Lydia? Do you want to have a relationship with her? Because in relationships, people talk and communicate. If you don't want to have a relationship, then that means... You do your thing, I do my thing. But you can't say two things in one episode and me not be confused about where you really lie. And you know what I hate, you guys? Absolutely hate on my, like I just, for myself personally, I don't like it when someone smiles in your face and talks shit behind your back. Like, just tell me how you really feel. I may or may not like it, but i rather that then you're like, oh, you're beautiful and this, and I love you, and I want a relationship with you, and then turn around and be like, uh, F that bitch. You know what I mean? I think it's shitty when people do that. I think it's very not nice. So <clears throat> Chantel sits down and asks Lydia, you know, if she's okay with Alejandro uh, taking Nicole to the U.S., and Lydia says no because he's a big talker. And it's interesting, again, to me here again, the reason why she doesn't like Alejandro, which she made clear two episodes back at the Campo. But she doesn't like Alejandro because she thinks that he's a big talker, that he wants to look rich when he's really poor. 
So if he was rich and still married, you don't care. But because he's poor and married, you don't like him. What is that? So if you don't provide me with the financial um, support and the gifts and all the things that are material, then you're not good enough. But guess what? If you actually offer real love and you may not have the same financial means, then then that's not okay. Who says that? Don't you want your daughter to have love? Isn't love the most important? Oh, you said it's not important. And you made it clear to us that even in your situation with your baby daddy, you didn't even, you don't think you loved him. That shows me your character. You had two full babies probably thinking that he was going to pay some type of child support and he's probably, you know, a deadbeat dad as you found out. But you also played a role in it. And that's the part I'm having a hard time with Lydia is that she played a role in it because if you indeed did not love him, if you're saying you don't know you loved him, then you were in the relationship for the wrong reasons. You were in the relationship, like you said, for when he showed up at Campo with all the gifts in the car. Whatever you needed, he got. Your mom even said the same thing. Oh, he would always come and say, we want for nothing. So all the things, you didn't even love him, but don't get me started. You didn't even love him and you decided to have two babies. It's selfish because what about the kids? And look, here we are. They're in their 20s and they want to know who their daddy is. And all growing up, like Chantel said, you refuse to talk about him. So here we are. One of your kids is having a total emotional breakdown and the other kid is so mad that she can't even deal with it. And to pull, I'm just filled with sayings today, you guys, to pour salt on the wound, you have no empathy for your kids. You're laughing at your son's face. Unbelievable to me. So unbelievable, unbelievable. So yeah, Mother Lydia doesn't like Alejandro because he's poor, doesn't want to take, doesn't want him to take Nicole to the U.S., because she's like, oh, Nicole will end up washing dishes there. And she makes that seem like a derogatory thing. And I want to tell you guys something, people that are in the service industry, if there were not dishwashers, you wouldn't have the food and the luxury to go out and eat out on clean plates. And so don't, act, I just hate when people belittle people that work hard. Do you know what I'm saying? And actually, I'm going to take a minute to say this. Oprah once said, there are campers and climbers in the world, and we need both of them in society to, and I'm paraphrasing, okay? I'm paraphrasing. Um, you need both of them in society to, to exist. The camper goes to the mountain and brings all their gear and their family and their tents and their fires and all the things. And they get to the, the mountain and they find their spot and then they camp out and they're happy there. They're happy there because for them, it's about the camaraderie. It's about being with their family. It's about being in nature, all the things, right? That's the camper. Then there's a climber. The climber comes and they just have their, their like climbing gear and they get to the mountain 
they see the campers. They hang out with the campers for a little while, you know, pleasant trees and all that. And then they go up the mountain some more. And for them, their whole goal is to get to the top of the mountain. And whether that means seeing the view or the journey up the mountain, whatever it is, that's what makes them happy. But guess what? Both of those are great because both of those make those people happy. So to dare to have the audacity, Lydia, who clearly has used people in the past, specifically her baby daddy, how dare you then turn around and say someone that's actually working hard for their dollars to support themselves and whoever else is not as good as you. It's terrible. It's terrible. I don't like it. It's terrible. Okay? That's what I want to say. Don't ever put anyone down that works hard. Ever. Especially when you're a user. And you you use your own son to send money back even though you're a lawyer. What's that about? All right. I'm off my high horse. Uh, <laughs> back to Pedro. And the lunch. So Pedro tells Lydia, uh, you know, his plans to find his dad and that Chantel's here to support him. And Lydia starts laughing and laughs and is like, she uses her finger and does this twirl in the air, laughing. <laughs> Did you put a radar on him? Don't tell me you have a radar. Laughs in her own son's face. Okay, laughs. I just shook my head when I saw that. She's sit- and not only last, but she's sitting back, minimizing her son's emotional well-being. And then, so Pedro's like, you know, don't laugh. And she's like, I can do what I want. And then he's like, well, don't you feel guilty? And she's like, no, what guilt? For what? It's not my fault. You are crazy. Again, minimizing Pedro's feelings. And then she's like, I'm not guilty of anything. Nada, nada, she says, all like aggressive. And then she's like, you know what? I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm fed up with you. I'm fed up with this. I'm tired of this. She says this is boring to her. And in that moment, you guys, I saw how much pride she had. She had so much pride, pride in the sense that she's not willing to put behind her choices and her selfishness and her pride for the well-being of her son. She just can't do it. She cannot come to terms with the fact that her son is realizing perhaps his mom is not the woman that she he thought she was. And so she wants to be all roses and rainbows, but she doesn't want to actually confront her demons, so to speak. And not only not confront them, but then you're also going to minimize your son's feelings. It, it was so terrible. And then so, and call him crazy, crazy for what? Cause he's feeling a, a kind of way. Cause he wants to feel whole. He wants to know who he is as a person, what his values and beliefs are, but he's crazy to do that. And then you're like laughing in his face. Can you imagine the emotional trauma that is causing him? You guys, it's quite terrible. Um, so Chantel jumps in and tells Lydia that, you know, Hey, Pepe feels a lot of pain regarding this topic. And he wants to ask his dad a lot of things. And then Chantel's like, were you in love with him? 
silence. Silence. More silence. And then she's like, no, I don't think I was. And this conversation is boring. And then Chantel tries to explain, in Spanish, by the way, Chantel's Spanish has gotten way better, by the way. Um, Hope you can see how this affects your son. And, you know, maybe it wasn't your decision to keep the father away and not in Pedro's life. But right now you can change that. You can help him. And Lydia's like, you know what? That's exactly it. It wasn't my decision. I can't speak for the conduct of a third party. Um, And so it's not my problem. Like, I don't have any problems. This is not my issue, she feels. She feels like she's done no wrong. It's not her problem. She doesn't want to have anything to do with it. And honestly, she has no empathy or tolerance for the situation. So, and then to camera, this is what I was alluding to earlier. To camera, she's like, Chantel has no right to ask me any questions or or anything because she's Pedro's wife and has nothing to do with me. But Mother Lydia, you just said earlier that it was painful for you to not have a relationship with your daughter-in-law. So which one is it? Is it painful for you to not have a relationship with your daughter-in-law? Or is it that you have nothing to do with Chantel? Please explain that to me because you're saying two different things. Pedro is like so hurt by the way Lydia is acting. I'm actually hurt for him. I think it's a terrible shame that she can't put her pride behind her for one minute for the sake of his feelings and have a real conversation. Um, Yeah, Christina, good point. Even the abuela said that Lydia could help and was surprised when Lydia was like, no, I'm not helping. It's not my problem. I We answered all the questions already, all the things, because guess what, Christina? It is her pride. Because again, this is making her A, look like a gold digger, B, look like an adulterer because she was. She knew that man was married and she didn't give a rat's ass. So all the thing. And then to not talk about him, the father of your two children, and now Pedro is wondering if he was a mistake and if Nicole is a mistake, all of these things. It's very, very selfish, you guys. It's a very selfish, very selfish. So Pedro says, you know, can you just be a mom? Can you be a supportive mom? Have some empathy, not make jokes and laugh at me. You know, if you were a true mother, you would say, hey, look, son, I know things were hard when we grew up. I I know that we didn't often have everything that we needed, but I did the best that I could given the situation. Could you then not say, he's saying, that here we are now. And I'm going to help you find your do- dog. I'm going to help you find your dog. I'm going to help you find your dad. And from there, you can get the answers to any of the questions that you have. And between the two of us and you asking us questions, you can sort it for yourself. Why can't she do that? And that's what Pedro literally said. And guess what? Nope. Not for Lydia. She's not having it. She doesn't want any part of it. And she doesn't care. She doesn't feel like she's done anything wrong. And she's not interested in helping her own son get closure and feel whole. Not interested. Um, so then Chantel's witness all of this. She cannot believe how Lydia is talking and acting towards Pedro. 
having no empathy, laughing in in his face. Um, but what she did say to Pedro when they walk, because Pedro gets up and walks away. He's had enough with her, his mom for the day. What she does say to Pedro, what Chantel says to Pedro is, listen, this is probably very stressful for your mom. She probably has a lot of hurt feelings. She probably, you know, can't really deal with being confronted like this. So just continue to do what you're doing and it will get better and your relationship with your mom will mend. But I say to that, it will only mend, in my opinion, if Lydia gets over herself and actually makes it about the emotional stability of her son. If she can't get past herself, you guys, then I don't see how how they re- they mend their, their relationship because he's going to always resent her for the way that she's treating him. And not only how, how she's treating him now, how she neglected his emotional being as a kid by not ever talking about the dad, not allowing him to ask questions when he was a kid about the dad and waiting till he was grown to find out about the dad. And now that he's grown and wants to find out, you're still not supporting it. It's terrible. So I don't know how they, they, how do you mend that? How do you go back from that? I'll tell you this, Mother Lydia, if you want those checks to keep coming from Pedro in America, you better humble yourself, humble yourself, because he's probably going to think twice about sending you another dollar since you're literally laughing in his face. Um, So Pedro is so sad. He's like, you know what? I don't know what to do. Like now that his mom said, you know, I don't even love him. I don't know if I love the father. Now Pedro thinks that maybe he was a mistake. Maybe him being born was a mistake. Maybe Nicole, they were, it was just a mistake. Can you imagine feeling that way? Oh, you were a mistake. I didn't mean to have you. I just was trying to be the side chick and collect my checks real quick. But mm, by accident, I got, I got pregnant and I kept you and I, I kept you because, you know, I thought I would get some child support. It's terrible. Quite terrible. Quite terrible. You guys. So then we're back in the ATL and we're with Megan uh, and Megan to camera. And I don't know if you guys noticed this cause you know, I noticed all the things, uh, but Megan to camera, her eyes were bloodshot red. And I was wondering like, why are her eyes so red? But whatever. Um, she feels like things have been different since meeting with reverse family she feels like there's more pressure and expectations on the relationship because River has never brought home another female before. And so she is going to meet with her friend Brandy. And you guys cannot convince me that Brandy doesn't have a thing for, for River. I absolutely think she does. I absolutely think that this girl, if and when, and I said if and when, because I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your minds, you guys, in a minute. But if and when Megan and River break up. I wouldn't be surprised if Brandy tries to step in and be like, hey, River, hey. Hey, River, hey. I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Anywho, she meets with her friend Brandy Brandy, uh, and tells Brandy, hey, you know, I met with the mom and the sister. They didn't really want to know anything about me. Uh, She felt that Chantel was mean mugging her, giving her foul looks and fake laughs at, at everything she said. And she was surprised that River hadn't told 
Chantel and Karen that she was, you know, a single mom. So she feels like, you know, Rivers hadn't taken it seriously because being a mom is her everything and that's the most important to her. So why River, why would River not tell them? Um, and so she's questioning the relationship at that point. The second thing that is has nothing to do with anything, but it was also really distracting me. So I think that Brandy, you guys, and let me know what you guys think. I think that Brandy should go dark. I think this like platinum blonde hair that she has, like platinum platinum, is it, it's not a good look on her. But I was envisioning her with like dark chocolate brown hair, and I think that it would make her eyes, everything about her would pop more. Now, I'm not a cosmetologist. I'm just saying from my opinion. But it was just, her hair was distracting me. It was too, like, everything on her was too monotone. And it was because her it was her hair. It was her hair that same shade as her, like, monotone. It was weird to me, personally. Go dark. See what that looks like. I think it would be a pop for her. So, uh, Megan's feeling a little bit off about her relationship with River. Um and we find out that River's feeling a lot, of, a little off about his relationship with Megan. He feels like she's not showing up in the relationship. And that has turned Megan off that he said that, which I find interesting. If your man is saying, hey, listen, I don't feel like you're showing up. Um, I'm putting in all the effort and you're doing nothing. And then you get mad that he says that. Well, he's saying that for a reason. Obviously, you're not doing something that he would he wants you to do like whether that's spending time or whatever and this is the telling part okay this is the telling part megan's like well i don't know if i have the time nor the energy to put in the same amount of effort that river is let me say that again she doesn't know if she has the time or the energy to put in the same amount of effort as river is let that sit in your soul for a minute. Because what I'm about to tell you is I called this from day one. If this is not some cockamamie, nonsensical, clout chasing, be on TV bullshit, I called it from day one. You're in a new relationship. Think about it. You're in a new relationship. Okay. When you're in a new relationship, everything is roses and pansies. Everything is. You want to be with that person all the time. You want to have all the sex, all, all the dinners, all the romance, all the walks in the park and the holding hands. You want to do all the things when it's brand new because you're in the honeymoon phase. This chick has not even dated this guy for, what, four months? And she's already saying that she doesn't know if she has the time nor the energy to put in the same amount as what River is doing, that tells me that you're just not that into him. That tells me that, oh, perhaps I was into him because I might be on an international reality TV show. Okay? Now, I predicted, and you guys don't know this, but my Patreon subscribers, you guys know this, I predicted that this relationship's not going to last. And I am going to go out on a limb and say this. When Megan says that she doesn't know she has the time nor the energy to put in the same amount of effort, 
And I know for a fact, I'm going to give you, I'll, I'll just give it to you guys. We'll talk about it in depth in news and gossip, you guys, on Friday. Um, but I'll just give this, this out to you guys right now. When she says that she doesn't have the time or energy to put in the same amount of effort, that's it. She means it. I don't think that these two are going to last very much longer. I don't think that this relationship makes it to, I don't know, this is episode 10. I'll say this. I don't think they make it to episode 12 as a couple. And if if you want the receipts, you're going to have to head over to Patreon on Friday. I'm going to show you the receipts and why I believe that. So we go back to the DR. Pedro's feeling super sad. He can't believe how cold his mom is uh, towards him. And Chantel's like, hey, you know what? I feel a little bit validated because... Uh, I told you way back in season one that your mom and your sister, they were using you and they were using me and, you know, using equals love to them. So if you buy stuff and give them money, they equate that to love. And that's exactly what Chantel was telling Pedro way back when. And then they did that flashback where Pedro's saying, you know, no, my mom doesn't manipulate me. Fast forward to season three. Can you imagine how he's feeling? He believed those things. He believed all those things that his mom was a great person. He was defending her against the family Chantel. And now he's having to like eat crow a little bit and like realize that, oh, wait, this could be true. And he's babbling that, right? Because he still obviously loves his mom. He still he still respects his mom, but he's having to, to face the fact that She's just not exactly the person that she presented herself to be all these years. And that's going to be tough to do. So Pedro is also worried that in his subconscious, like he didn't love Chantel and maybe, you know, he was using her in his subconscious. And she's like, well, didn't you love me when you met me? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, well, that's the difference is you loved me. The issue is, and I realized that Chantel realizes it too, is that if he had not fallen in love with her, the question Pedro has in his mind is, would he still have come to America and have been with her so that he could have the American dream and and send the American dollar back to his, his family? That's what he's questioning. He's questioning himself. He's questioning his marriage. He's questioning what love means to him. Because what what is love? He's looking at his, his mother and his sister and his abuela and his auntie and they're, they're saying love is money. Love is what people can do for you and what they give you. And he wants to make sure that that's not what he thinks love is because that's how he was raised. He wants to know that love is, is love. It's about affection and, and all the, the healthy things and not the unhealthy things. And you know what? Bravo, Pedro, for asking yourself that question and trying to work through it. Bravo. So Pedro is worried that, you know, was it planted in him to get to the U.S. to get the money to send back to them? He's worried about that. And Chantel asked him about that. And he's like, no, I don't like he doesn't believe that that was the case. But again, he doesn't know. 
He doesn't know. And what Chantel thinks is that not only are Nicole and Lydia users, but that she, Pedro doesn't realize and doesn't see that they also use him. And how? It's because he sends his hard-earned dollars back to the DR for his mom and Nicole. And if you guys remember, he even said, like, when him and Chantel go and buy a house, he's thinking about a basement suite so that he can bring his family over so he can live in the basement to support them even more. Quite sad. So... Pedro meets with Nicole uh, one last time to ask if she's going to meet up with their half-brothers. And right off the bat, Nicole's defensive. She's yelling at him, saying that, you know, you're the one that caused all the problems in my life. And you're, you fighting with Alejandro has put me in a hard situation forever. And, you know, I'm not interested in meeting uh, our dad or the half brothers because they're not interested in meeting us. They've never made an effort to to reach out to us, to know us, to to love on us, anything. They haven't done anything. So why should I? And why should you? She was super defensive. And then Pedro is like, you know, I know you're feeling hurt about Alejandro, but you're feeling hurt by Alejandro because he rejected you. And he cheated on you. And so all of this hostility, Pedro thinks it's about that. And she gets even more mad. How dare you talk about Alejandro and you don't know him and all the things. And finally, Pedro's like, well, that's not why I'm here. Uh, Nakuria set up a meeting with Junior and Jonathan, his half-brothers. Will you come? And... She's like, well, why? What, what answers do you need? Why do you want to go? And he's like, you know, I want answers. I want to free my mind. I want to free my spirit. I want to get the full story. I want to understand our history. I want to know who I am as a man. He just was so, you guys, like, he wants answers. I felt so sad for him. And then he's like, you know, Chantel and the family are here, but they're not coming. Um, you know, it's just going to be us. And then Nicole is like, well, why are they here? Why are they here? They never supported us before. They've only said bad things about us. And then Pedro's like, well, you know what? Chantel is the only one that has been supporting me. So Nicole freaks out and says, well, if she's the only one that's supporting you, bring her, bring them and leave me alone. And she walks away. So I guess Nicole is not going to go, but Nicole needs to understand that that anger that she's feeling it's because she's mad at her dad. She's mad at, hey, Radella. She's mad at her dad. And she's mad at the half-brother. She's mad because she feels abandoned. She feels neglected. She feels like, hey, what? Are we going to go and compare their great life, how they had you know, the mother and the father and all the things, the beach days and the Christmases. And then we struggled and talked about how... Um, you know, sometimes they didn't have food. Sometimes Lydia went without food so that she could feel the, feed the kids. So she has all of that pent up hostility and she's putting it Pedro's way when really she feels that about the situation. And again, like I said earlier, everywhere you go, there you are. She's going to have to at some point deal with it. And if you don't, it comes out like this where you're mad and you treat people the wrong way because you think you're mad at them when really you're mad at the situation. Does that make sense, you guys? So Pedro also thinks that, you know, part of 
the reason that Nicole is finding love in all the wrong places is because she didn't have the love and affection um, from a father figure because she never she didn't grow up with the dad. And that's why she's making wrong choices and is ending up with the wrong guys. And, you know, he's not wrong. Um, then we have a snippet of River in the studio. He's singing. Megan thinks that all of his music is focused on her. Calm down, Megan. River's been doing music way longer than when he met you for these five seconds. He might have wrote, wrote a song or two that's about you. But his whole music career is not about you and it's not all focused on you. So calm down, first of all. And then when he asks her, you know, do you like my music? And she pauses, pauses, and then smiles and says, yeah. I was like, this, this person, this person that is not supportive of who's supposed to be your man. Okay. Not supportive at all. Not nice. Not nice, Megan. But I have a feeling you won't be there for very much longer. Anyways, that was the episode, you guys. We were all caught up on the the family Chantel. I am loving this season. Uh, you guys, don't forget that uh, we're going to do the premiere of the JoJo Sissy interview on YouTube tomorrow at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And um, for my Patreon subscribers... Friday, we're going to do our news and gossip and uh, some other surprises in the pipeline for you. Linda may have some misgivings about Megan. I mean, I don't know her. Let's set the, I don't know her. I, I don't not like her. I'm just saying she presents not well to me and I'm going to call a spade a spade. I'm going to say, this is what I think it is. And this is what I think it is. And and Patty, I actually, I'm really good at predicting things. I really am. They should call me Psychic Linda. <laughs> Just joking. Anyways, you guys, great show. Uh, I will see you very, very soon. And uh, wherever you are, don't forget to hit that thumbs up button. And uh, I'll see you next time. Bye for now.